Welcome to The Healthy Me. I'm Trina Felber, registered nurse and CEO of Primal Life Organics. I believe there's a healthy person living in everyone. The Healthy Me is designed to help you call up your healthy self, step out of your comfort zone, shake things up, and get results. So let's find and empower your healthy me. All right, everybody, Trina here, and I am super excited. Um, welcome to The Healthy Me. Um, today, I have a really cool guest, Dr. Chris, and she is going to talk to us today about how to be comfortable in your own skin. It's something that we struggle with, or I've struggled with, um, and it's a daily struggle sometimes, and sometimes it's just something that you're not sure how you're feeling, and your reflection is something that you... Um, can look at every single day and you've got to be comfortable with who you are. So we're going to be talking about that. So let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Christina Bjorndahl, right? Did I say it right? Bjorndahl. <laughs> She's an ND, completed her doctorate in naturopathic medicine from the Canadian College of Naturopathic Medicine. She is considered an authority in the treatment of mental illnesses such as depression, anxiety, bipolar disorders, and eating disorders. Having overcome many mental health challenges, Dr. Chris is a gifted speaker and writer and has shared her personal story and philosophy on wellness with audiences across North America. Dr. Chris has helped many patients achieve physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. She has completed three books on mental health, as well as a 10-week course and in-person retreat on mental health. Her books are Beyond the Label, 10 Steps to Improve Your Mental Health with Naturopathic Medicine, The Essential Diet, Eating for Mental Health, and Moving Beyond, A Journal into Self-Discovery, and then also your course as well on mental health. Welcome, Dr. Chris. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Oh, thank you. Thanks for taking time out of your beautiful day. I can see the sun coming through the window um, to spend time with us. So tell me, um, what is your skin story? So my skin story was I had horrific acne in my teenage years. And for that, I was treated with antibiotics for about a year. And that then I learned subsequently many years later that there's a relationship between the gut and the brain. So short, shortly after my um, experience with taking the antibiotics, I then developed many mental health challenges. And these mental health challenges were anxiety, depression. I got put on medication. With that medication, I ended up spiraling out of control into a manic episode, was then diagnosed with bipolar disorder type 1. I've had suicide attempts. And actually, this month is suicide awareness month. So it's, it's, it's fitting to be here talking about this. Yeah. The other thing that I've had with my skin on, you know, just, just on that level is actually uh, a diagnosis of skin cancer, malignant melanoma. And the interesting thing about that was I don't talk about my, that experience that I went through. And part of it, it was, is almost because I felt like my, that cancer diagnosis wasn't good enough which actually speaks to this core belief that I have of not feeling like I am good enough. And which is why I think ultimately, when we're talking about the outside reflection in our skin, it, it really comes down to how do you feel about yourself? And are you comfortable in your own skin? And how can you get comfortable?
So it's really been through my whole journey of dealing with, first of all, what was appeared on a superficial level, which was this acne piece, which then morphed into this mental health, um, real, real, real huge struggles in that area that have now led me to the other side of, of being comfortable with not only myself, but my skin and, and my mental health. Yeah. And I know um, myself as well, I suffered from acne, as do a lot of people into their adulthood as well, because I suffered with it until I was almost 40. And I always like to say, um, you know, that your skin is, it's your first impression, really, you know, when you walk up to someone. So it has a lot to do with who you are and how you feel about yourself. And if your skin doesn't look the way you feel like it should look, it can really affect you. So tell me what happened after you took antibiotics to treat your acne. Mm-hmm. Well, I had a whole host of health concerns after that. I had I was riddled with yeast infections. I would get urinary tract infections. Uh, and then, of course, this mental health. Well, actually, what happened was... Uh, Right after, so the year after, so this was, I was 13 with the antibiotics, and then when I was 14, I developed an eating disorder. And that eating disorder, so bulimia, um, was that, I started that. um, And again, not realizing there's a connection. Nobody was talking about the gut biome. This is in the 80s. So there was no, no discussion about that. And, and I chalked it up to actually, it was a way that I managed stress. Um, I had developed um, a a way of being in the world which was overachieving. And so I was overcompensating for this lack of self-worth by overachieving. And we see that quite often. Um, So that's really what happened. And then as I moved on uh, a few years down the road, then the anxiety and the depression that, that came, which now again in hindsight, I think was really what we refer to in naturopathic medicine and in the more alternative worlds, that that was what was referred to as an adrenal crisis because I had been pushing, pushing, pushing myself, burning the candle at both ends. So I crashed and burned big time. Yeah. And um, you're right. Like that, it just made me stop and think we weren't talking about the gut back then like it was what are you eating like are you eating too much chocolate that's as close as to the gut we got and now we know so much more about acne and about mental health and about the connections and it's not just one faceted it's multifaceted so it's really cool that you brought that connection out and the thought that I know a lot of um, my listeners are, you know, you know, 20s, 30s, 40s, but can remember back when they had acne, you know, 20 years ago that we weren't, we weren't talking about the gut and mental health and and things like that. What are the four aspects to address uh, with mental health? So the four aspects are the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects. I mean, all of us have these four aspects within us, but our healthcare system is focused just on the physical level. And when we talk about, you know, mental health, or even if we're talking about skin, whether it's eczema, acne, um, rosacea, whatever it might be, we always focus on that physical level. So, you know, and it's the treatments often, you know, what, what can we put on it? Not understanding that skin is a reflection of the inside. So, so that's, those are the four aspects I think are really important. And I think if we're just going to stop at the physical level and, and don't get me wrong, I mean, you can do a lot on the physical level, but I think when it comes to, um, some of these deep 
deeper conditions, we have to look at the mental, the emotional and the spiritual sides as well. Yeah, you definitely do. And I liked um, what you say, because I always when I talk about skin, because that's my big thing, too, um, I would say it's the largest organ. And it's the only it's the organ that you can see. And it's very reflective of every other organ. So when your skin has a condition, it's usually trying to communicate to you that there's an issue. And a lot of times it's a gut, like it's either a food is an irritation, you know, your microbiome is not right. So it's the same type of thing. Yeah, your your skin is a is a your largest organ, and it's a reflection of all your other organs. So if you're not happy with what your skin looks like, take a deeper look because your other organs might be screaming out, and you just can't see them. Well, yeah, exactly. So what, and what we say is um, the you know, the organs of detoxification, so your liver, kidneys, colon, lungs, skin, and lymphatic system, when things are showing up on a skin level, so exactly what you just said, when things are showing up on a skin level, it's because the liver, kidneys, colon, and lungs, they can't, yeah, Yeah, they've already tried to, they're maxed out. Yeah, they're maxed out. And it's a signal too, because you can see it. Finally, we got your attention, you're seeing the acne, or you're seeing whatever the, the, the skin condition is. Now you got to do something about it. No, no, not the topicals. Let's look inside. You know, it's kind of like that. Now we've got our attention. No, don't throw that on me. <laughs> so yeah. Oh my gosh. What what are the three macro systems that need support in skin and mental health? Yeah. So that's so that's what. So the first one is those organs of detoxification, and the next area is the hormones, and then the third area is our neurotransmitters. So those are the macro systems. So all three of those imbalances in them can result in skin symptoms such as acne and they can result in mental health symptoms anxiety depression lack of sleep irritability etc and again the western system is on those you know this is still talking on the physical level they're focused on with mental health they're focused on neurotransmitters but what you want to understand is it's imbalances in perhaps in all three areas this was really highlighted to me when I did start regaining my mental health. I started um, with a diet and nutrition and supplementation. And instead of being depressed the entire month and anxious, I was only half the month, which then pointed out to me, okay, well, th- I mean, I didn't have this light bulb moment at that time, but subsequent after going to medical school, I look back and I'm like, oh, my hormones and, and my organs of detoxification were uh, terrible absolutely terrible so yeah it's it's funny like I it's funny I did a Ironman and uh prior to the race my skin actually was in a good place and um and I was still taking uh some psychotropic meds at that time which is you know is affects those organs of detoxification but anyways after the race I like I just broke I was like I just exploded in acne and I'm like what you know What's and I said to my friend, and she's just—I mean, you know—in a nice, as nice way as you can. She said, "Well, you're toxic, yeah, right?" Well, that's true. She was so, like, "You were getting rid of it." Yeah, but that you know is all inside of me. You know, at that point in time, it wasn't coming out, but it sure came out when I, you know, was out there sweating, race for fourteen hours. Right, you know? right. Oh my gosh. So, well, you talk about the ten key areas. What are the ten key areas? Yeah, so the ten key areas to address those macro systems and and the and the four air levels I was talking about are the foundation. I think is diet, sleep, exercise, managing stress. Those are the sort of foundational four areas that I think people need to take a look at with respect to their health. And like I said, you can do a lot with diet. I mean, diet got me so far. Got you know, it took me a long ways, but eventually, I then had to look at 
other aspects of my health, which are then, um, you know, looking at your thoughts and your emotions, how you behave and react in the world, the environment from three perspectives. So the quality of the air, food and water, like we were talking about, these affect the organs of detoxification. So yeah, you know, if you're not eating organic, I mean, somebody burning a plastic bag in Timbuktu affects the air quality that we're, we're all sharing the air. Can't build up a wall and and protect yourself. We're all built sharing the same air. So the quality of the air, food, and water from is the first aspect with respect to the environment. Second is the idea of epigenetics versus genetics, which means genes load the gun, lifestyle pulls the trigger. Yeah. And the third concept is neuroplasticity, which means you know you are not fixed in any way, shape, or form. So with respect to your skin, with respect to your brain health, with respect to your hormones, it can all change. So even though you are where you are, perhaps today. That does not have to be the reality tomorrow. I, I love that. You, you're yeah. not stuck. That That's so important for people to hear. You are not stuck. You, there are options. There are things you can do. And you get told with many things that you are. Oh, yeah. Right? Because right. they say it's genetic and there's nothing you can do. And I think that makes you, I know for me, that left me feeling like I was a victim. It was hopeless. Like, there's no hope. There's nothing I can do. You mean nothing matters? Like this is it? This is the talk best about can, can you talk about epigenetics? Yeah. Um, and basically what that means. I, I know what it means, but I want I want everyone out there to understand what it means. It's huge. It's it's really important because it gives you hope. That's right. So what it means is so and it's interesting, I'm adopted. So I cannot look to my left or right to verify the truth of this so-called genetic disease that I have. I don't necessarily think I have it anymore, but the experiences I went through, which were diagnosed as this bipolar disorder type one, which when I asked, well, how, how, or why me, they would say, well, it's genetic. So gen the genes, you know, the genes are not your destiny necessarily. And so the epigenetic piece is what turns that gene on or off. And if you look at research on adopted twins at birth, so identical twins, you would think they have the exact same genome, they get separated at birth, and they do not have the same health outcomes. And it's because of the environmental influence. And this is what the epigenetic piece is, is what turns it on or off. So whatever lights a gene up is based on the environmental trigger. That's that's epigenetic, and that's really important. And diet plays a huge role in that. Diet plays supplementation, or you know, your health um, environment, like you talked about. So, and I have um, identical twins, so that's kind of cool. Oh, interesting! <laughs> you yeah. are an identical twin. What's that? You are an identical. I, twin. No, I have identical twin boys oh, that are eight. Oh, you yeah, have I have identical twin boys. Yeah, so it's kind of fun to see yeah. how identical they really are. Um, but I do know, like epigenetics to me is just crazy because I know people like it's almost a cop out. Like it's genetic. There's nothing I can do. Stop using it as a cop out because it's just because you, like you said, just because you have the gene or it's in you doesn't mean it has to be turned on. And if it's turned on, there you can turn it off. There, you know, there are ways to manipulate your yourself or your body or your life or however you want to look at it to turn things off because. Um, it's so important to not feel stuck because when you're stuck, you don't look for options. Yeah. And I think, you know, the way for people to understand it is perhaps, you know, genes might predispose you perhaps, but they don't predetermine. Yes. It's right? so true. So that, that determination piece is actually determined by the environment. So I talk a lot about that with my dental health as well. I'm, I'm big into dental health. I have a whole dental health line. But the same thing when people talk about, oh, my mom's had cavities. My dad has cavities. We have bad dental issues. But 
the epigenetics plays a huge role in that as well because you don't have to. Like you might have the gene, but you don't have to experience it. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, and it's interesting. Like my yeah, there you know, it's my family, the reason I was adopted is because my father's father died of Huntington's Korea, which is considered, you know, a genetic disease, which is like three, it's a neurological disease, which is like three mental health conditions in one, like Alzheimer's, schizophrenia, dementia. So, you know, it's, but I still don't fully buy into that it is genetic. I think the environment plays a role with that. So anyway, I'm sure a geneticist would come on and maybe our, we'd have a great debate, but <laughs> that would be heated. You know, yeah. But the last areas I forgot to mention. So in the 10 areas is the last areas after the environment to me is basically love, spirituality and compassion, basically wrapping everything up in love and compassion, spirituality. Um, I think that is again, this big piece that's missing in health in, and it's this, you know, connection to, a higher power that um, I think is really important and, and understanding that, you know, if we are going to shift the health of not only ourselves, but the health of the planet, that we have to take a view bigger than ourselves. It has so, to be, it has yeah. to be bigger than ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Of the 10 areas, what helped you the most feel comfortable in your own skin? So I think for me, it really was looking at my thoughts. So these last areas that I just mentioned, so the thoughts, the emotions, um, and the spirituality piece, as well as obviously the environment. Um, those are the areas, it's hard to say just one, but those sort of in combination. When I learned to shift the conversation from the inner critic to, to this inner compassionate side, so I was, again, a very driven person, but driven by negativity, driven by you're not good enough, try harder, be better, do more, you're not enough, you know, study harder, run faster, you know, all of that. And that, and, I, and again, that can serve, serve people very well. But if it's pushing you all the way to the place where you want to take your own life, which is what it did for me many times, then we have to come back to something different if we're going to make change. And so for myself, it was really learning to a look at what these thoughts, look at my thoughts and be willing to look at them, and then learn to shift that conversation inside. And I, I interviewed um, Gary Bishop, I believe is his name, author of Unf Yourself. I don't know if you've read that one. It's a really good book. Yeah, it was a really good book. And it opened my eyes to the conversation that you have. You're the only one effing yourself, really. Because the way you talk to yourself, if you, once you realize that you are in a conversation with yourself, almost from the minute you get up until the minute you go to bed, and you stop to realize what every thought is, until you can, I don't want to say master your thoughts, but get some control over it, almost all of them are negative, like cutting you down. You're like, no, why? You can't do that. Well, you, that looks horrible. You look fat in that. You look, that's the wrong color for you. Oh my gosh, your hair looks awful today. Oh, look at that big zit. Like everything that you say to yourself is so bad that no wonder why we're in this era that depression and anxiety, we're so anxious because we're just creating our anxiety in the way we talk to ourselves. Once you remove yourself from that, and understand that you are talking to yourself and in conversation with yourself all day, you have the power to change that, which then changes your environment and your focus and your ability to do better and do better in the world and look to a higher power. So very true. I, I think m mental focus for me, 
um, was eye-opening when I knew that I was the only one talking to myself, not the only one, you know, obviously. The oh, world. no, you're not the only one. <laughs> the, the world. Only, hopefully you're the only one in your head. <laughs> the, only, the only one in my head. As I, as I make up, I'm the master of making up the people that I want in my life, in my head. Like if I want to be that girl, then I make her become, I become that girl. And so I believe in multiple personalities in myself and creating the ones that I want to succeed and replacing the good ones with the ones I just want to kick to the curb. So I, I love I love the mental health aspect of creating yourself, creating the best person that you can be. Because left to our own devices, you're right. We'll, we just want to be depressed about it. Well, what people don't understand here is that, as well, that's really important, uh, is that your thoughts affect the neuropeptides, like your thoughts create neuropeptides, and those neuropeptides affect the hormones and, and what get produced. And so if you want to change how you look and feel, you have to pay attention to what you're thinking because it's your thoughts that can be contributing to the acne, to the depression, to the health concerns that are happening. And in I, you. I know, and I, I truly believe too, when you talk about epigenetics, I think your thoughts have a role in that just because of like the neurotransmitters and all the different gateways that get opened and closed. I, I really believe that you epigenetically can control it, not control by that way, but, but can, can affect it um, just by your own thoughts um, and if they're constantly negative, 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 that's just creating stress and anxiety and inflammation, which is only going to lead down that some bad lane that you don't want to go down. So tell us, like, your skin looks much, like, it looks beautiful today. You look great. You look gorgeous. You look beautiful. And uh, so tell us, like, how did you get your skin better? What was that journey like? Yeah. So, you know, this is funny when you said you had acne up until your forties, I remember saying to my mom, when, when's this going to get better? And she's like, Oh, in your twenties. And then in my twenties, not better. Mom, when's this going to be better? Oh, in your thirties, not better. Thirties, forties, I'm 51. So, you know, I still, anyway, how, what I did is, you know, one of the biggest things I did was a year long detoxification process, which included saunas, regular frequent, like going three times a week for so sweating it out, right? So this, because again, we store these toxins in our fat cells. So we need to release this accumulation. And the, the reality is the planet is not a healthy planet to be on. And when I switched to all organic, so all organic food, all organic, I'm not a vegetarian anymore. I was, but I don't eat a ton of meat, but I still incorporate because of the mental health, uh, certain amino acids are essential. And some of them you need to make your neurotransmitters. And so if you're not eating them, you is another reason why your mental health could be suffering. But anyway, that was a little aside. So cleaning up the organics uh, from that perspective, not only just from uh, the food, what I'm putting in, but also I don't put anything on my face. I don't wear makeup. I don't, um, I don't use foundation. I don't even use sunscreen, even though I've had skin cancer. So because again, whatever you put on your skin, you're it's going in. It's like, it's, it's, it's like a stomach in a sense. It so, is, it is. It, it's, yeah. your, it's your exterior digestive system, really. Mm -hmm. That's right. So you, so that when I cleaned all that up, I, I moved to, my husband makes essential oils. And so in the essential oil process, he, there's called, it's called, do you know what a hydrosol Yeah, is? yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So we use from Yero. So Yero has anti-inflammatory antiseptic properties. So we, I use the Yero hydrosol as a toner and that's, that's all I use. And I don't, I stop actually washing my face. I don't even wash my face at nighttime because this, the water isn't clear right. out of my I know. I, I talk about water and, and what yeah. you're doing in protecting, you're actually protecting yourself, um, 
because you're not stripping away your natural biome. So that natural biome, when you strip that away, you're leaving yourself open to bacteria that causes more issues internally and externally. Externally, it can be acne, rosacea, things like that. But when you leave it intact, the problem with most skincare products, skin washes and, and products, is that they do strip away that natural oil, which then destroys your biome. So in what you're doing, you're basically protecting yourself less is more. And in an industry that wants us to believe more is beautiful, less is actually so much more and more beautiful when you go. And th- with my line, that's what I did. I stripped it all down to basic oils. And and that's what keeps your natural biome intact. It's what can hydrate and get through the skin. So yeah. Actually, I just used your, uh, I got a sample from you and I yeah. just used the skin uh, cleanser um, and I loved yeah. it. Yeah. Yes, and that's it. what it, and it does. It, it's made with oils and it doesn't yeah. strip away your natural oil. So it allows your natural biome to stay in place. And now we're all talking about the biome on the skin, just like the gut. It's so, so, so important. And I talk about the biome in the mouth. Like we, yeah. we are just a Petri dish and what we we've tried to do, we've, we've tried to sterilize ourselves. Like That's right. I, I know it's terrible. Isn't it terrible? I, I, I heard someone say, I can't remember who it was, but he said, you know, we, we all think we're here to do all these great things and win Nobel Prizes and what have you, but really, we're just vectors for carrying these bugs around. And they be here. they were here before us, and they'll be along after us. And so, really, we, we have more bacteria in and on you than you have cells in your body. And it's right? the survival so, of the fittest. The longer you live, the more bugs you're carrying, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so don't try and sterilize your mouth, your skin, your gut, nothing, because it's only going to, yeah. it's not going to serve you. It's not going to serve you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just going to say the last thing too, that was really important that I think really turned around my skin health was also adjusting my hormones, but also uh, was stop, to stop touching, like stop picking. I was a picker. And when you pick, you spread. And so that was, sorry, sorry, maybe it's not a best visual for people. But anyway, that's... No, I think everybody visualizes themselves because we all did it. Like, we're all there. I'm guilty. Like I said, I was a picker too. Like, I had acne scars like crazy um, from picking. And yeah, I mean, it's it's what we do. Yeah. You do what you're not supposed to, right? Don't do it. So you do it, right? (laughs) So where do you suggest people start? Where where do they start with um, all of this? Yeah, I think really, if you're not working with a holistic practitioner or a naturopathic doctor, a functional medicine practitioner, a health coach, somebody. I think that's the first step is, you know, I didn't get here doing it all by myself. I had people that were guiding me and helping me along the way. So I think one of the first places to start is to start to take a look and and make that phone call and set up an appointment. And if you don't know where to start, then I'm happy to direct you if you want, or you can ask somebody, you know, ask a friend, ask somebody who, who glows around you. Hey, what, do you work with somebody? they'll probably be happy to, to sell you because most people are getting some sort of help. But if you want just simple things, I mean, people, I, I would start with looking at the organic piece in your life and start with the Dirty Dozen, just Google Environmental Working Group, you know, the Dirty Dozen. And if you're, if you're eating those foods every day, non-organic, switch half of them, make some sort of change. Because here's the thing, if you want to show up differently tomorrow, you can't do the same thing you did today. You have to do one thing differently. So if you want to, that's one thing that I would encourage. I mean, of course, water and sleep, diet, you know, exercise, all those things I mentioned are extremely important. So and just pay uh, attention to how you talk to yourself. I think that yes, yes, like yeah. from, from the minute you get up to the minute you go to bed, that could be life changing, especially for getting yourself out of a rut. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to say, when you mentioned that, when you said, you know, it really, what I say to people is, listen, what I'm right now, you're at the mercy of your mind, but you can learn to manage this. Right. And that's what I teach people is so, so exactly. Just like you said, you know, next time you get in the shower, see what's going on in your head. And if you're not just present with the water and the soap, whatever, hopefully you're using some, a product of Trina's, (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, if you're, if you're already at work, then you're not in the present moment. Right. Or if you're thinking negatively about your body, then that's not helping. Take a deep breath, like experience the breath. I love yoga for that because you have to be in the moment. And it really does bring you and channel your energy back into your brain and your body because we get, we just get out of our body and into our life and then we lose all everything. So you have, um, what do you have for everyone to go to, to sign up? They can get more information from you. Yes. Yeah. So there's a forgiveness meditation. That oh, that's I've what it was. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I also have created a course if people are interested in, you know, look, taking another look at this or wanting to move down how to manage those 10 steps I was talking about. But I think and the forgiveness meditation for me was a really important piece of my healing journey, not only forgiving, um, you know, I, I know, especially with people who struggle with their mental health, oftentimes there's relationships that become torn and tattered and you have resentment that builds. And and these things are toxic for you to be carrying on to and holding on to. So this forgiveness meditation is uh, something for me that I learned from uh, Christiane Northrup and Stephen Levine's work. This is what, what where I've sourced it from, but it's something for people to access. And I really encourage people to, to do this and, and use it as a, as a healing tool in your own home. You don't have to go anywhere. And it's, it's beautiful. And I, and I practice this once a week. It's something that I still do. So, cause I, th- I know we ask for forgiveness for a lot of things, but we rarely ask ourselves for forgiveness. So it's really important. Well, Dr. Chris, thank you so much. You've got so much information. Um, and thank you for sharing your stories because I know it's not easy to get up and tell people, you know, your struggles that you've gone through. Although, you know, as well as I know, um, when you're doing it, it's therapy for you um, because, you know, you're building up and helping other people. So that's why we do it because it's it's not easy to get up here and tell everybody you had acne and, you know, you know, I've suffered with depression, anxiety and things like that. Um, so I, it's I. I always honor you um, for doing that. So thank you so much. And we will have the links in the copy. Um, so if you're interested in checking out Dr. Chris's work and her forgiveness meditation, which I do encourage you to do, um, um, check it out. Click on the link below. We might even be able to put it here in the video as well. So, all right, Dr. Chris, thank you so much. Where, what's your website? Where can they go to find you just real quick? Yes, it's Dr. Christina C H R I S T A N A, and then my last name Bjorndal, so B J O R N D A L dot com. Awesome, awesome. Nice, nice and easy one. All right. Here, <laughs> <Great. laughs> yeah. thank you so much. <laughs> All right, thank you. Trina here. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode. Subscribe to the Healthy Me podcast and be sure to rate it and review it on iTunes or wherever you're listening. You can like the Healthy Me Facebook page and follow us on Instagram at thehealthyme underscore com. Remember, the info on the Healthy Me podcast is not to be taken as medical advice. You should always talk with your doctors before trying anything we discuss. Until next time, 
Live in your healthy me.